Hello and welcome back to the Harvard Hoops podcast. This is episode 58 and it is our all-star team selection episode. I'm your host, Liam Horsley. I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Jones. How are you doing, mate? Very well. It's a big episode. Everybody likes an all-star draft. I've teased it on our Twitter, so hopefully we live up to the expectation. <laughs> For once. No, joking. Well, how are you doing? Because I know I wasn't on the last episode. I, I have listened to it. It's a very good chat for, any, for anyone listening to this who hasn't gone back and listened to it yet. Uh, ben interviewed a friend of ours, Jack, who's a huge Pacers fan. and probably the only Pacers fan I think we both know. Um, it was a very good one. So did you enjoy doing that episode? Yeah, it was good. It's nice to sort of talk about the Pacers and looking back at their records and stuff. It's really surprised me how consistent they've been over the last, even like stretching back kind of 10 years. They've always been in that kind of 30 to 40 wins and building a good team. And they just seem to sort of, yeah, they're surprisingly consistent. I have got a little um, caveat to mention as well. Uh, Jack met, messaged me afterwards and he said, I completely forgot I was meant to mention I met Doug McDermott in a Whole Foods while I was in Indiana watching uh, <laughs> after I'd watched the NBA game there. So managed to meet one of his heroes, which was amazing. Dougie McBuckets, as he's known as, three-point shooter. Love it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've, uh, I didn't get one, but when I went to New York, I was uh, close to accidentally buying a fake McDermott Knicks jersey for $30 in the street outside Madison Square Garden for, for a joke. But I didn't do it. But not quite as impressive as meeting him like Jack did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It, it's, uh, it does take it up a level when you get to kind of meet one of your uh, team heroes. That's nice as well, because that's the only time he's been over to, to see the Pacers play. So every time you go over, you meet a player. So it's a hell of a record to have as a fan. Not many people get that lucky. What are the chances? I mean, we, we did have an incident once. Yeah, we've mentioned this before, I think, haven't we? Have we? we? Yeah, we, were, we met the USA team, uh, basically everyone. Um, but Mello was a little bit far away, so I didn't get a chance to properly meet him. But we basically walked past what Harden, Davis, didn't quite walk past LeBron. Who else did? There was another player we saw. Was it Kyrie? Might have been. I think Harden was definitely there. Oh, it was Duran that was with Harden, I remember. Because he was massive. <laughs> I remember walking back and seeing Anthony Davis stood in the hotel because he was rookie at the time. He'd obviously been told to wait up for them and he was just stood. The hotel was like whole glass front. And Anthony Davis just stood like on the third floor just staring out, looking sad that he wasn't allowed out. <laughs> too young Th- thought it was 21 drinking age in England little did he yeah. know <laughs> that he was wrong um, cool alright well plan for today's episode we're going to do our usual segments at the start and at the end uh, so winners and losers and then best upcoming games fortunately Ben's on a bit of a uh, negative run with his upcoming games but we'll uh, talk about that later uh, then in the middle we're going to do an all-star draft Ben's going to be his hero LeBron James I'm going to be my hero Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant is also injured at the moment and anyone that knows me knows I'm often injured during my uh, basketball <laughs> career so it, it works quite well um, but let's start off with winners and losers we'll, we'll go with winners as always first Ben we've got one I think the same uh, on, on, on our list this week that we want to talk about so why don't you kick us off with that team yeah so first team top of the list this week sounds like for both of us was the Miami Heat yeah um as we kept saying when we had them in our sort of losers occasionally that it is just down to injury, we all thought. They, they've had a real mix-up of the roster, different starting lineups, um, and the, the only consistencies they've really had are Bam and Duncan Robinson. Um, but lately they've seemed to have got their roster back together 
And they're on a five-game winning streak, which is really, really good. Started at Sacramento, um, and then they went on to uh, L.A., beat the Lakers in a close one. Uh, and then OKC, nice win there. Toronto, and then their latest win was over Utah, believe it or not. Huge one of win, the huge win. Big contenders at the moment. So they really, really found form. And especially in that Utah game, um, Jimmy Butler played incredibly well. So it's good to see him back playing to a really high standard. And, and Drogic as well, playing really, really well off the bench for them. Um, Scoring more points again, aren't they now? Yeah, and it, it's it's looking like that roster we saw last year where everybody contributes in their own way, whether it's scoring, whether it's defence, whether it's rebounds, whether it's steals, and, and everybody's playing their role really, really well again. So it's great to see Spoh's got them ticking over very nicely. Yeah, that, that Eastern Conference is now even more congested than when we spoke probably two weeks ago, I'd say, when we were talking about it. Uh, I think we were talking about the Raptors and how they've made a bit of a climb and it's so tight, etc. But it, it's even tighter now with the Heat going on a little run, the Celtics having a bad run and the Raptors, who we might talk about later, going on a run. Uh, the Heat are now in seventh spot, nearly, I think they're basically one game under 500. Um, but that also means they're only half a game back from the team in fourth. Uh, and a few weeks ago, they were 13th in the East. So hell of a rise for them. And the whole the whole East has just gone like it does every year, hasn't it, Ben? Where it's just, it seems like every team's at the same level apart from maybe a top three, I guess. Yeah, it's absolute madness. And I, I do really like it, though, because it does keep it exciting the whole way through because everybody, the whole way through the season, is has got something to play for. You can, When it's like this, you kind of don't even need that play-in tournament because mm. even all the way down to 14th, they're... 13 and 21, it's the Cavs. And that's only five, four games back from fifth and fourth. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It's just obscene. Like, there's a slight drop off then to the last place in the, in the Pistons, but <laughs> this is tight. And, and the way Miami is rising up the ranks at the moment, you can, you can see them kind of pushing for that fifth or fourth place as, it, as they keep on going. Because I don't know. I'd expect them to kind of leapfrog the Knicks at some point. I yeah, feel definitely. That run will come to an end somewhere, but hey, you never know. Yeah, and I think we both had the Heat scheduled as top top six teams in the East, and they're looking like that. Uh, do you think this kind of a poor start to the season, in a weird way, might help them a little bit because it's meant them having no All Stars now? They've gone under the radar a little bit. Some of their younger players have got more minutes, and now they're in a position where they kick on, play their starters, but also their All Stars will get what, 10 days rest now? They won't have to go and play in this game and travel and risk COVID and stuff like that. They'll be able to just tab that time off, train as a team. Do you think this could actually help the Heat for the rest of the season? Yeah, it certainly could, um, especially when you put it like that, like the they're sort of the guys that take up big minutes for them have been out for such a long time. The, the guys that are on limited minutes or maybe don't get as much playing time as they might want have had that opportunity now. So when they, that was something that, Spo said last year that whenever he calls upon someone from his team, they're ready. And yeah. and now these these guys that haven't played many minutes in the NBA have got substantial minutes under their belts and know what it's like to play in, in close games, in big games, that if for whatever reason in a, an important game in the playoffs they are needed and called upon, then there's a higher chance that they might perform. And yeah, 
it's it's it is nice that they're going to have that mid-season break. I mean, everybody likes to be voted in as an all-star. I mean, it, it looks really good on your sort of resume, and it also yeah. boosts your pay packet. But um, if this kind of extra bit of rest leads for championship, then so what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they are the last team out of the bubble with, with the uh, the Lakers, obviously. So they they need the the rest more than most. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, let's go on. before we go on to our next team. Actually, uh, Dan from Miami Heat UK is going to be coming on the podcast either this week or next. We'll, we'll try and tie down a date, and we're going to discuss some sort of heat topics. So if anyone listening does have a question they want to, uh, for Dan towards the Heat, then then please DM us on Twitter, and we'd be happy to ask him whatever question that that people have got. Um, nice. Cool, well, let's go on to your second team then, because we've got differences now. So let's hear your second team. Uh, my second team is a bit of a homer. <laughs> uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers have popped up on my winner's radar this week oh, after a, being losers for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, they've Needs managed to put penguin. together a tiny little three-game winning streak, which is nice. so good to see. Um Again, I, whenever I talk about them, I'm always torn whether I want them to win or want them to keep tanking. But um, I think it's good for the morale as a team that um, they get a win here and there. Uh, it started with the the Hawks, who we know are struggling still to find consistency. That was only a one-point win. Um, then Houston, again, been really struggling, players in and out of the lineups. And then the surprise win was... Philadelphia, <laughs> Cleveland managed to beat the 76ers, which... Um, Overtime as well, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I would have loved for Drummond to just come back just to play that one game, just a little Drummond-Embiid feud. Um, it was really good as well because Embiid and Simmons both played very, very well in that game. Uh, their, their shooters didn't shoot particularly well. Um, Seth and Danny Green didn't really contribute very much, so I think that's where they fell down. Yeah. Whereas um, Sexton and Garland were pouring on the points as well. Um, Sexland, as they're known as. Sexland, exactly. And the bigs were getting blocks left, right and centre. So McGee and uh, Jarrett Allen really, really playing well in that game. So Cleveland, nice to see you again in the winner's column. Yeah, and D-Wade D managed to get himself 12 rebounds, 6 points and 1 assist. But unfortunately, it's not the D-Wade of old. It's Dean Wade. <laughs> Wade. Uh, not quite the same impact, but I'd like to see those rebounds. But yeah, good for good for them. I think that if you can finish near the bottom still, get a great pick, but have a couple of winning streaks like this, see the backcourt develop a bit. I think overall that's a successful way to have a losing season, if that makes sense. You're not, yeah, a, you're not a Timberwolves, Houston or a Pistons that are just going down, down, down. It did look like that was going to happen as well with the Cavs, so it's nice for them to get, to get a couple of wins. Yeah, um, and Okoro's finding his feet as well, which is good to see. I think he's going to be a really good player yeah he played well against the 76ers I think it's on like 15 points I saw and maybe is it 9 rebounds or 8 yeah. rebounds um, so that's successful for, for a player like him such a good defender as well so it wouldn't shock me if he was one of the reasons why the, the 3 point shot wasn't falling as well for the 76ers when you've got someone who can guard the perimeter as well as he can so. yeah exactly things are looking up in Cleveland um, cool well my next team is another Eastern Conference team uh, the other end of the standings actually I've gone with the Bucks a team that we, we're a little bit lower on than some, I think. Um, but they're actually probably a team that proves us right more than most because we always go on about them in the playoffs and then they do fail. So we kind of like talking about the Bucks. But this week, it's been nice to see them be a bit more consistent again. So four wins in a row. They were four easier games 
um, that they were favoured nor for. As a fan, if you were sitting down looking at the schedule, you'd think, all oh, right, we should win these four games. But the Bucks haven't done that this season. They've had the odd loss to terrible teams, which is something they weren't doing last year. Uh, and it's nice to see them come back and with a bit of consistency and win. So they beat the they beat the Thunder, they beat the Kings, they beat the Timberwolves, they beat the Pelicans. Uh, and in three of those games, they basically scored 130-plus points nearly. So uh, offensively looking better. Giannis played really well. And it's just been nice to see them get four wins, get a few few uh, more Ws in the standings, and and they look quite good, Ben. Yeah, they are they are looking more sort of consistent now than they were even a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right; they're not the same team as last year uh, in the regular season. But you kind of hope maybe that means there's going to be a change for the playoffs now. Perhaps they're going to be slightly better. At, who knows? It's really tricky to, to tell with this team. Um, but it is nice to see them sort of winning again. Because I do like to see Giannis and Middleton achieve because they're great players and they're, they're fun to watch, especially in big games. Um, yeah. So, yeah, really, really good to see them back in the winning column. Yeah, and I think the other thing I, that I was thinking in terms of, in terms of the Bucks is they needed these four wins this week in a way because we just mentioned how tight the Eastern Conference is. Um, but then the Nets 76ers are playing phenomenally at the moment. And if the Bucks do want any sort of chance of getting a one or a two seed, which I don't know how much that means to them. I think Giannis is probably aware that we've had the one seed twice now and it's not meant anything. But if it's important to them, uh, then I think it, th- this has been a big week because they're third in the standings. They've got a little bit of a gap to fourth. But if they'd have gone two and two this week, they'd be in a battle with fourth and fifth again. Uh, and you never know if you fall to fourth or fifth, you can get a terrible, terrible draw in the first round. So I think that it's just been good for them to get a bit more consistency. Um, but who's your, was this your third team now? Yeah, third team. Yeah, my final winner, all three of mine, I noticed as well, when I was doing this, are in the East, <laughs> which is interesting. But um, I'm showing some more love to the Wizards after oh. a real rocky season so far. Um, they're on another little two-game winning streak. They would be on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, potentially eight-game winning streak, but they dropped a game right in the middle there to uh, to the Clippers by quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it's, Bradley Beal's been voted in as an all-star starter, and um, he's been playing phenomenally well, and it's finally kind of settling through the team as well. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking healthy, Playing well, contributing in the way they need to. Uh, it's yeah, so good to see them just finally winning a couple of games. Even if they do it like this, like a little three or four game winning streak, drop a game, three or four winning game, winning streak, they're gonna again like we keep saying because this East is so tight. They just keep climbing up the the rankings. They're in that twelfth at the moment, thirteen and eighteen. Like I said, that's only four games back from fourth and fifth. And yeah. they keep stringing these little runs together. They will definitely be within a shout of clinching a playoff berth, if not making that play-in tournament for sure. Yeah, I think they're going to be a fun team, you know, in the, the play. And I, I said earlier in another episode that I think they could get in the play-in and maybe if they finish 10th or something, scrape into the play-in. But whoever you play then, which would be the team in 7th, I think they're the, the worst team to play a team like the Wizards because even if Westbrook's inefficient, he could have one game, which is all you need in a playing tournament, where he scores 35 and gets 20 rebounds and 10 assists. 
Yeah. And all you need is another game where Bradley Beal goes off and you can beat the seventh seed team. So I think the Wizards are, they're not a great team, but they can be very dangerous. Uh, and they can put up just loads of points on a random night, which I think helps them to, if they get into a playing tournament. So yeah, good week for them. Uh, and hopefully Bradley Beal plays well in the All-Star because um, that would be nice for, nice for him. I think he deserves it after showing a bit of loyalty to to Washington so far. Um, cool. Well, my last team then isn't in the East, Ben, and it isn't the Mavs either because I uh, don't want to be a homer and talk about them too much. Uh, I've gone with the Warriors. Uh, nice little winning streak for them as well. So they are uh, four wins in a row. Uh, no, sorry, three wins in a row. All three wins coming this week. They're up to seventh in the standings. Uh, and a couple of teams that maybe we talk about in a bit have lost a few games this week that have kind of dragged the, the West into being a bit more tighter like the East. Uh, and the Warriors are 19 and 15. Uh, very, very close. Not even miles away off fifth place, really, which is the Spurs at the moment. So it's a great week for the Warriors. Um, for me, Steph Curry obviously played phenomenally well again. Uh, apart from one game, which is in the middle, which has kind of ruined their winning streak as well. Uh, Draymond Green's been really, really good. Uh, I think they've won six out of seven. Uh, and 8 out of 10 overall. So they played really well, really, for a three-week period. So it's nice to see. And Steph Curry's trying his best to, to win games for this team. Yeah, they're starting to look really consistent again. they got Wiseman back as well from injury, which is going to help. Um, they're obviously kind of monitoring his playtime and his minutes. Um, yeah. But everybody's been playing really nicely for that. Eric Pascal eating up some really decent minutes. Um so it is Ubre's good. He's playing better as well, isn't he? Which is key. He was yeah. awful at the start of the season. Yeah, dreadful. And, and that was one of the reasons they were piling up the losses to start with, because his shooting was abysmal. Yeah. Um, but they kept feeding him, they kept having faith in him, and it's it's paying off now, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they, they need someone like that. I think even though his cap, even though he's only worth, I think he's getting paid 10 or 15 million this year. His cap hits someone like 100 million due to the luxury tax. So uh, you need him to be hitting open threes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and also, I didn't write this on the rundown, but um, it was rumoured this week that there were discussions between the Warriors and Mavs for a Porzingis trade that would involve, we're not sure who it involved contract-wise, whether it would be um, Oubre or whether it would be Wiggins, but there was a rumour that they were trying to pair uh, Porzingis with Steph Curry. Uh, and whether the Minnesota pick could have been involved. Um, Mark Cuban's come out and said that we weren't trying to do that, but there's other rumours saying that the Mavs did phone the Warriors and ask if they wanted Porzingis. What are your thoughts on on if that was true, um, what sort of trade that would be, Porzingis to the Warriors, if it ever did happen? Hmm, I, I, I don't know how much they could offer to yeah to help sort of improve the Mavs losing Porzingis. I don't know how they can fill that kind of... Mm. Void with what they can offer with the contracts, etc. I mean, I guess the the incentive is picks, but that doesn't help you win now with Luca. No, exactly. It's, it's the the Warriors pick and the the Timberwolves pick for this coming draft. I guess is what they'd have to offer and try and just match the salary some way, maybe. But I think Draymond Green is a perfect player to play next to Porzingis. Not that I think it will happen. I don't think it will at all. But I think. That's something we said before, isn't it? A four that can defend, a four that can rebound, and a four that's yeah. strong if the other team's got a big centre. Whether or not you like Draymond or think he's good offensively, because he's not great offensively anymore. But I think he's a perfect defensive player, and so is probably Eric Pascal, actually, off the bench to play with Porzingis. Yeah, so that that would be quite a good setup. That's what I mean. I can see this benefit in Golden State a lot more than it would the Mavs. Yeah. I don't know if Wiggins fits next to uh, Luca that much, to be honest. No. If it was Wiggins. If it was Wiseman, 
I don't know how the salaries would match that. But if it was Wiseman and two picks, you'd have to think about it because it really like fix the Mavs long term. But it wouldn't help win now, so it's very difficult. But we'll have to see. Mark Cuban said it's not true, but that often means if the owner says it's not true that they were actually trying to see if they could trade him. Yeah. Um, but but we'll have to see. That's uh that's our winners anyway. The Warriors. Um, they'd be bigger winner if they had Porzingis, but but not yet. Uh, let's pass over to the losers then, and I'll start us off then with a Western Conference team. Uh, I picked the, the the first team I picked was the Blazers, Ben, the team we spoke about for two weeks in a row now as winners. Uh, and I just wanted to, to ask you, do you think the injuries have finally caught up with them now? Uh, four losses in a row. They've kind of come back to the pack a little bit in the Western Conference. They're only one game ahead now, I think, of the Warriors who are behind them. Uh, the Mavs and I can't remember what the team it was now. Uh, the Mavs and the Nuggets have, have won a few more games and climbed back up the standings. Is this worrying for the Trailblazers, or you think a nice break and, and maybe some players getting back eventually would just solve the problem for them? I think All Star will be a real sort of welcome for them. Having a couple of well, just over a week, isn't it, to try and get everybody back a bit healthier than they were before. Obviously, there, some people won't make it back, like Nurkic won't be ready, but um, and I don't know the full extent of um, CJ's. sort of where he's at in, in terms of his recovery. Um, who else is out? Zach Collins and Harry Giles. So, yeah, I, I'd, again, I, I just love seeing this team fully healthy and playing well together because... It is full of some serious talent and it's enjoyable to watch. Um, yeah. Especially when you've got CJ and Dame going off with Nurkic in the middle. Like It's it's so good to see. Uh, and they've been playing really, really, really well, sort of covering those those positions and stuff. But there's only sort of so much Dame could do. Cause Dame's going to be there consistently night in, night out, hitting shots. But then... It's who's going to step up around him. They've had a couple of games where Melo has just been going off. They've had a couple of games where Gary Trent has been the Gary Trent we saw in the playoffs last year. But it's not going to last, and we're seeing that now. And it is a shame. I don't think they're going to drop so far out of the kind of playoff race. Uh, I think they're going to keep getting a couple of wins here and there. Um, so I don't know who who they got next. Is that Chicago? And then, uh, yeah, they've got so after the break. Sorry, they've got the. Oh no, this week they've got the Hornets, uh, Charlotte, uh, and then Golden State, and then Sacramento. Yeah, and then but then after the break they've got the Suns. So they've got a couple of hard games and a couple of easy games mixed in. So I think they're going to want to get a couple of wins, aren't they? Just to steady the ship and, and to try and end this losing streak they're on. Yeah, even if they don't get that first win after All Star break, they've got a back to back in Minnesota, which yeah, that should be a little boost. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so not, we're not too worried. We, we understand this injury base, but couldn't leave them off the list. No. Uh, when I think they were heading to, to nearly a four seed in the, the, the West and now four, four games in a row have dragged them down to, to nearly the seven seed. They're in the six yeah. seed at the moment. So, so they were my first team. Uh, who are your first losers of the week? Um, I've gone with the Orlando Magic. Um, we had sort of high hopes for them this season that they might kick on from their kind of, let's say, middling success last year. They always seem to get that kind of eighth seed, like they're doing well for the team, and and it's just not working for them at all. Apart from Vucevic being an all-star and Terence Ross throwing his hat 
in the ring as a sixth man. They've got nothing else going for them at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and after such a hot start, it's, it's difficult to see. Uh, I like the magic. I like the way they play. I like the way everybody works as a team. But some of the losses they've had this week have not been good. One was to Detroit, which really you, you want to be beating Detroit if you're trying to go for a playoff spot. But then they did have um, Brooklyn and Utah, which that's a tough. tough back-to-back game kind of during that week. Um, they've got one, two, three, four, five players out with injury. Cole Anthony, James Ennis, Markel Fox, Aaron Gordon, and Jonathan Isaacs, all key to the success of this team. And they're all out, um, some of them for foreseeable future, so... I do feel sorry for the Orlando Magic at the moment. Yeah, it's tough. They started the season really well as well, even though they had a couple of injuries. Uh, similar to the Blazers, really. Injuries have really caught up with them, but them to even bigger scale. Uh, I just per- I don't, Personally, there's just no way now that they're a playoff team. They could get a late play-in place for me, uh, but I don't think they'll get into that top top six that maybe some people thought. So a lot of people had them penciled in for between six and eight. Uh, I can see them maybe being eight, but they're more like a nine, ten seed for me at the moment, just with the number of injuries. Because a lot of the players, like you said, are not they're not due to come back uh, anytime soon. So I think that they could be in for a bit more trouble. Uh, and they've also got the Mavs, Hawks, and Heat before the All Star break. Uh, on yeah, before the All Star break. So that's a lot of games. <laughs> just as a, like a side question, we've mentioned a couple of teams here that have been even in the winners column that have been sort of suffering with mass injuries within their camp do you think a lot of it is down to just poor luck or do you think the kind of regime and the medical staff and and those kind of things need to be maybe looked into and changed or um do you think it is all just luck that this player happened to get injured and there was nothing we could do about it um i think it is a little bit of luck to be honest the magic the blazers the issue can be personnel uh, Nurkic is injured a lot, so that's going to happen if you're injury an injury prone player. Unfortunately, uh, like Porzingis is, we always mention Porzingis' injuries. That's nothing down to the team. That's him being injured a lot. And if you've got players that out on your roster, it's going to happen. So I think that's the case a little bit more with the Blazers, uh, CJ's and, and Cole Anthony's and uh, Jonathan. Ike, they're just freak injuries, unfortunately. But I think we're seeing more this season just the amount of games people are playing. I think I read yesterday that Boston Celtics played something like. 15 or 14 games in 25 days um, and I just think that you're going to see a lot more muscle injuries and, and knee injuries when, when that's the case so I think it's a little bit of everything to be honest a little bit of luck some injury prone players and, and we can't forget that this schedule is really compressed and, and people are playing probably too many games potentially yeah it's brutal yeah the, the, some of the team's schedules are bad the teams that have had COVID breaks have actually maybe helped them in terms of later on in the season but the other teams are having to play a lot of games. Um, cool. Well, let's go on to my next loser. And this is actually my last losing team of the week. My last one is something a bit different. Um, I won't talk about this team too much because they're a bit of an old faithful on this segment. Uh, I've gone with the Timberwolves again. Uh, 7-27. and 27. They're now on a seven-game losing streak. I think they've lost three this week uh, and due to play again this evening. Um, so probably it'd be another loss. <laughs> uh, but the reason I want to talk about them is because uh, we don't really have a news segment as such, so we're trying to figure in uh, a couple of bits of news. And the biggest bit of news this week was that uh, the Timberwolves finally fired their coach, Saunders. 
Uh, certainly me and you've been mentioning for a few weeks now, and they've hired Chris Finch from the Raptors, a coach who they previously interviewed uh, before for the head coaching role. Um, he's almost like a Nick Nurse light. He's coaching Europe. He's been assistant coach for a while in the NBA. Very, very experienced. Uh, so I kind of wanted to mention the fact they're on this losing streak, but they have now fired the coach. I'm not quite sure what Chris Finch will do in the short term. His offense is very different, and I think that they almost still want to lose games. So if they can be a bit more competitive, but still get the first pick in the draft, that would be an ideal situation that, where they can hope Chris Finch can kind of use this offseason to to improve the offense and defense and, and make a stamp on his team. Yeah, there was a bit of controversy around this as well, wasn't there? That the fact he was fired and Chris Finch was hired so very quickly that it was all kind of going on behind the scenes and a little bit maybe perhaps not as honourable from the Timberwolves that they're kind of setting this all in motion behind their coach's back and then firing him and hiring someone else straight away. There was also uh, the fact that they didn't give the assistant coach um, a chance. He was an assistant coach on the Blazers uh, before going to the Timberwolves and apparently is very well respected around the league and there was a bit of uproar from a couple of the players that he didn't get a look in even a, like as a four game or couple of game interim coach just to kind of give him a chance really uh, so you might have seen that news floating around as well yeah it was um cj mccullum and dame who, who he helped kind of mentor originally in portland they were the ones that were talking about it and just saying it was a bit of a joke but it does seem that the reason that they made this move was because they didn't want someone else to fire their coach and hire Chris Finch. And uh, I guess Chris Finch has been their man for, for a while now. Uh, and they've like, done Saunders a bit dirty, to be honest. But it's a business, as we all know. And they were probably worried that, that Finch would take a job elsewhere and, or if they were that bad that he eventually wouldn't want to come. So I think they've kind of looked after themselves there, unfortunately. Um, but I think overall, right move. But don't expect to see them winning loads of games. I think it'll take a while for them to to, to learn things under the new coach, especially in the COVID off, uh, COVID season where there's less practice. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, why don't we go to your your next losing them? Uh, I think this is uh, another kind of obvious one at the moment alongside the Timberwolves. Sat just above them in the standings is the Houston Rockets. Mm, ten in They're a row. A double-digit losing streak. Yeah, yes. with technically only two injured players as well, Dante Exum out with a calf injury and Christian Wood with his ankle, um, they just cannot win no matter what they do at the moment. And I don't know what they do differently. Like I said, we, we've mentioned it before, this team is really in limbo. They've got some sort of, on the kind of fringes of all-star players, uh, with John Moore and um, Victor Oladipo. They've got some really good contributors in Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker and Ben McLemore. And obviously Christian Wood has been phenomenal for them this year. And this week as well, they let DeMarcus Cousins go. Um, they did. So I don't know. He'll definitely get re-signed by another team somewhere. Um, maybe your Mavs. Could be a good oh, no. <laughs> um, a lot of injuries. <laughs> yeah, but he's been looking good lately. So I, I just don't know where the Rockets are at. I, I think they will go into kind of 
tank mode and commit to it at some point and make some trades, get rid of some of these bigger contracts and start prepping for the future and use John Wall and Oladipo as kind of mentors for the younger ones coming through. But it just looks a mess at the moment. Yeah, I completely agree. There's not much more to add, really. I think that they're just going to struggle for a while. And I feel sorry for, for the head coach there. It's just going to be a bit of a lost season, um, especially with Christian Wood not not getting to play as many games as they thought after such a good start. So, yeah, it's just a bit of a nightmare. And hopefully they can use this year and next year to to really rebuild and restart again and use all these picks they've got to to build for the future. I think that it's going to be a couple of years of bad and then hopefully they can they can turn themselves around again. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, cool. Well, my last lose then is uh, NBA Top Shop fans. I assume is this is something you're aware of, Ben? Oh, NBA to Top Shop. Um, have you heard of it before or not? No. Oh, wow. There we go. So NBA Top Shop is a new phenomenon in America. Uh, basically, you collect moments. So it's the almost Bitcoin online version of uh, sports cards. Uh, the NBA have run it. It's extremely successful. One moment for LeBron James is already sold for $65,000. Wow. Um, so what you do is you open packs, buy packs, or buy moments. And the moments are clips. So uh, buzzer beaters, blocks, passes, stuff like that. Uh, and it's all online, um, obviously, because it's video format. Uh, but the reason why it's on the lose list, because the format is amazing, but they didn't realize it was going to be successful as it was. So I was in a queue with 199,000 other people trying to buy a, a set of $20 packs the other day. Uh, and I, I'm, I could, there could have been way more people out there. The servers crashed. Uh, and it's proven to be really, really popular with the kind of Bitcoin stuff going on at the moment, everyone loving online almost market value stuff. I think the top shop's going to go crazy. So it's just something to mention um, because I think the fans of it are losers this week because no one could hardly get on the website when we were trying to get packs. But overall, the idea is amazing. And I think you should sign up, Ben, because I think it's a, it's a fun thing. And some of the packs are cheap. And if you get a certain card or a certain player, like um, a Luka Doncic buzzer beater, for example, when you spent $20, if he turns into one of the greatest players of all time, that could be 50, 100, 200 grand in a few years. There's... Uh, the sky's the limit. Nice. Yeah, I might have to have a little look into that. Yeah, it's very, very good. Like I said, the LeBron moment sold. There's a Jar Morant one that I think was in a $10 pack, and that's a, that's been sold for five grand already because people think that he's going to be uh, a future superstar. Zion stuff goes for nuts already. So, yeah, it's a, it's a cool thing. But unfortunately, us fans are losers with it this week because we couldn't get on the website. <laughs> um Cool. And that's also run directly by the NBA as well. If anyone thinks that's a scam or like a weird website, no, the NBA run that themselves. Uh, it's their idea and it's, it's a good one. Uh, cool. Well, why don't we go on to your last loser then? Yeah, my final loser this week. Unfortunately, after spending a whole episode talking about them, uh, <laughs> is the Indiana Pacers. Sorry, Jack. Sorry. Uh, they're on a three-game losing streak after having some time off uh I don't know if it was COVID regulations or the weather, um, but they came back in, played Golden State, they played Boston, and they played the Knicks. Now, it's a tough run up to the Knicks, and you'd kind of hope the Pacers, that's where they'd pick up a win there. But they just couldn't seem to do it, which is a shame. And I really do think the missing link is Karis LeVert. Um, and if they if they're able to get him back this season, which I'm not sure they will, but um, 
It'd be so good to see it. And they're obviously missing Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren as well. So again, few injuries maybe contributing to the, to the losses here, but um, I kind of expect as much as I underrate them, I kind of expect more from them now. Um, so yeah, they're, they're kind of that real middling Eastern team, aren't they? But this week on my losers list. Nice, yeah. Not not a good week for them. Um, I don't know what the problem is, to be honest. I think, obviously, Karis have a slash picture of Oladipo. Like, they haven't had either of those players in their lineup for a while now, and it does seem to make a difference. But uh, Sabonis still playing well, but maybe outside shooting-wise, Brogdon and Bogdanovic not quite playing as well as maybe they'd once hoped. So, yeah, I'm, I, I think for them, they're going to be a, a typical Pacers finish where they finish between 6th and 8th in the East. That, that wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, that is this week's winners and losers. Then uh, some really good ones there. Uh, also, by the way, I pre-ordered a Top Shot pack whilst we were speaking because I forgot to do it. Uh, there's a pre there's a pre-order option on there. Um, and now we're going to move on to our NBA All Star Draft. So, like we said earlier, Ben is going to be his favourite player, LeBron James. I'm going to be one of my favourite players, Mr. Kevin Durant, with my hamstring injury. Uh, got ice on it as we speak. Uh, the rules of the draft uh, we're going to do it as if we were them so rather than picking who we want to pick we're going to pick who we think they're going to pick uh, and then we're going to see how many we get right on Thursday when they do the draft and then maybe there'll be a forfeit for the loser or a prize for the loser we'll have to see uh, for the winner sorry um, so we'll start with the starters LeBron James won the vote so he gets the pick first but because Katie's out and we're not quite sure how the NBA are going to do it the last two starters left at the end will both go to me as Kevin Durant. I won't get to pick them. They'll just be given to me because uh, that's the only way really to make it five on five with KD being out. Uh, and then when it comes to reserves, Kevin slash me, we'll get the first pick uh, of that list and we'll just go one for one as normal. So let's kick it off, Ben. Nice. So I feel like channeling my no LeBron, he'd be like, man, this is tough. There's some good players in this list, man. Whew. Yeah, it's tough. But... Uh... I'm going to have to take my talents to self. No, oh, sorry, wrong speak. Um, I think LeBron James picks Luka Doncic first. So do I. He loves himself some Luka. Yeah. Uh, if anyone hears any typing as well, by the way, it's me uh, It's me writing down the teams. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. So you've gone with Luka with the first pick. Uh, that's who I would have picked if we were doing our, our own selections, of course. Uh, so who will Kevin pick? I think this one is probably the easiest pick <laughs> just because of who Kevin plays with. I think Kevin Durant is going to pick Kyrie Irving to lead his team. Uh, as they often do, they tend to pick the people they play with. So I think that he will pick Kyrie Irving. Nice. Which leaves on the board for me... I think LeBron goes Steph Curry. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He's played against him so many times. He knows what he can do. I, I think, think he's up. I think he goes Giannis or Kawhi, I think. But nice. I like that pick. It's a good team. <laughs> Luca. Uh, by the way, I don't know how much LeBron wants to touch the ball in this dynamic because he's got Curry and Luca on his team. Um, cool. Well, I've gone Kyrie. Who else does he like? I think KD is quite friendly with Bradley Beal, which is what I'm thinking of. Nice so I'm choose tough between Bradley Beal and Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think KD 
who knows a lot about basketball will pick Kawhi just because he he knows who the best players are. He loves basketball. He loves the game. So I think I think he'll pick Kawhi there as a second player. That makes it really tough here. So I'm torn now between Beal and Giannis. If I go Beal, this is a very small team. Yeah, I don't think he'll pick Beal. So not here anyway. Let's go defensive and and bigger and pick up. Yanis. Nice. Um, I think that either way, I'll be left with good size player. So I think, uh, I think he'll go Bradley Beal. Yeah, sound pick. So this I need a your, center. Yeah, this is your last pick now, isn't it? Now, I think LeBron will like Jokic more than Embiid because of the way Jokic plays. Yeah. Um, but is Embiid better at the moment? I'm going to go with my gut and say he would pick up Jokic. Okay, okay. So that means then uh, that I would get... So I get, I get Embiid, sorry. Uh, you just run down, you get Jokic. But then also, the last player on the list we didn't speak about was obviously Jason Tatum, who's a starter now. Um, so that means Tatum would come across to my team then, because he's the last person left to, to make the team's five on five. So we have LeBron, Luka, Curry, Giannis, and Jokic at the moment, uh, versus Kyrie, Kawhi, Beal, Embiid, and Tatum. A little bit of East and West, actually. My team is basically the whole of the East plus yeah. Kawhi. Wow. <laughs> Um, we didn't even we didn't even think about that, uh, but cool. Let's go on to reserves then. Um, so Anthony Davis obviously is out to be replaced by Devin Booker in this one, uh, and then Sabonis has been called up instead of Tatum, I guess, who was a reserve, but but he's now a starter due to to KD. So this is tough for me. Um, oh no, it's not. No, it's not. What am I about? My next pick's yeah. gonna be tough. This one's easy. Uh, this is gonna be James Harden again. He's gonna keep the Nets together. Uh, yeah. He wants Kyrie and Harden to get a bit more practice together before he comes back to, to lead them to a chip. So he's going to go with Harden with the first pick. I think that's an easy pick there. I'm torn between one of his best friends and someone very talented. Mm. Uh, I think he's going to go talent first. So I think this player is still going to be on the board. So, Damian Lillard. Nice. Tell you what, LeBron does not want to handle the ball in your team. He wants to just... just he wants to shooting around him. He's going to be driving in and kicking. There we go. Cool. Right. I've got quite a lot of wings. Uh, maybe need a guard. So, who is who is KD going to pick here? Let's have a look at the list. KD likes Donovan Mitchell. I've seen him tweet about him before. Um... I think that LeBron will pick Devin Booker at some stage over him, just because of the comments he made. Because between Brown and maybe Mitchell for me, I guess he likes PG as well. I'll go with Paul George. Nice. I think that he'll like Paul George, two-way ability. Um, yeah, I'll go with Paul George. Okay. This would have been easier if we were picking for ourselves, but I like the fact we're trying to think of what they're, they're going to do. Yeah. 
Um, does he wait one more pick? Uh, no, nah, I'm going to pick him up. Chris Paul. Nice. Best friends and all that. It also means on my spreadsheet, I've now got Paul written on one side and then George on the other. So it looks like Paul George <laughs> pl- playing for both teams. Um, okay, cool. So I am going to go with a bit of size now. And I think I think that he will pick Gobert or Zion. Uh I think he might go for the fun of it. I think he might go, nah, nah. He'll go go bear. Let's go go bear. We'll go go bear. Because I've got Embiid as my starting center of go bear coming off the bench. So we've got some shot blocking in there. <laughs> At which point I think LeBron would do the same and kind of take the next size. So take Zion. Yeah, I was thinking he might take Zion as well. I think I know who's going to be the last pick on this draft, by the way. Uh, so he's gone Zion. I think now he will go, uh, KD will go with Tatum's running mate in Boston. Yeah, a bit more defence on there, a bit more Eastern Conference vibes. Uh, yeah. So I'll go with Jalen Brown. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm going... Straight in on Ben Simmons. Yeah, he loves fellow, Ben Simmons. Fellow Rich Paulian. Yeah. He loves Ben Simmons. Nice. Um, I think KD would then go for Donovan Mitchell. Next. That's a great shout. Donovan Mitchell may be gone a bit later, actually, in our draft, and he might go in real life. We'll have to see. Yeah, I think so. Um... So recap, that means you've got Zach Levine, yeah. uh, Julius Randle, uh, Nikolai Vucevic, uh, Devin Booker and Sabonis left on the list. Uh, who was your pick before Mitchell, sorry? Uh, Jalen Brown. Brown. Um, I think he's going to go... Booker, you know, but I feel like that's what I think he's going to do. I can't say he's the most disrespected player than not take him. That's it. Yeah. Extra disrespect. Yeah. So let's pick up Booker. Nice. Uh, I'm going to keep my run on guards going, and I think that KD will love Zach Levine for some reason. I think he'll love his offense. So I'm going to go with Zach Levine next. Um. Gonna take the. This is this is tricky. This. Mm. We've got three bigs left. Yeah. Randall Vucevic and Sabonis. I think. All from the east. <laughs> I think he's gonna go Randall. You think? Oh wow, that's yeah. what I thought would go last. All right, cool, Randall. Uh, so I get the pick I want between the two players. Um, who do I think KD would like more? I'm going to write down a name already. I reckon I know who you're going to who who you're going to take. I think KD would take Sabonis. Yeah, leaving the big Vooch on your team, which means he's the he's the last pick of the draft. Then which means he gets a free car or something, doesn't he? Is that how it works? Yeah, they they did when the first year they did it. There was like a 
oh, isn't it going to be embarrassing for whoever gets picked last? So they put an incentive in that it's like you get a, a car or a bonus, or a monetary bonus or something if you're picked last, so you don't feel bad. Oh, nice. Very good. Well, here's the full team then. So we have Ben slash LeBron. So we have LeBron, uh, Luca, Curry, Giannis, Jokic. Uh, on the bench, Lillard, Paul, uh, I just told George I know you said that. Lillard, Chris Paul, Zion, Simmons, Booker, Randall, and Vucevic. I think you've got the better team there. Me? I don't know. The other team, KD, but obviously he won't be playing. So the starters would be Kyrie, Kawhi, Beal, Embiid, and Tatum. Uh, reserves would be Harden, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, and DeMontis Sabonis. That's quite an even team, I think. There's a lot, lot of good shooting on your team, but I think there's a lot of good defend, defending slash uh, people that can drive the basket, maybe on my team. Yeah, definitely. I was just looking at your, like, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Gobert, Brown, defense. fantastic defenders. Not a lot of shooting, though. Kyrie... If my team wins, Kyrie, Beal, or Tatum's going to win MVP because they're going to score, have to score a lot of points. Whereas your team is all offense. <laughs> With Jokic, Curry, Luka, Lillard, Sion, yeah. Booker, a lot of them players are very, very offensive. So I like it. We're going to put the two teams up, I think, on Twitter and see what, what team people prefer. Nice. Yeah. And then it'll be uh, when the draft actually happens, we'll, we'll compare the two, the two teams' picks and see how accurate we were as well. Yeah, definitely. If, if you were get the, inside their heads, if you were the actual captain, um, let's just let's quickly ask you. Yeah, uh, who would you pick first as a starter? If you were, if you were actually LeBron James, you could pick whoever you want. Would you, would you still go with Luca? You think? But it'd be between him or Steph. Uh, if yes. I if I've already got LeBron on my team, I'd probably go Steph number one because Luca does basically what LeBron does and it kind of seems silly having them both together yeah um, so I'd probably take Steph first yeah I'd be, I'd, that's what I'm doing I'd be t- taking whoever wasn't took there so I think we could see them going in the first couple of picks uh, yeah be interesting I want to see KD but he won't play now so it doesn't matter as much I guess but I wanted to see as you know my favourite players in the NBA are KD, Luca, and Curry. And there's a chance they were all going to be on the same all-star team. But uh, unfortunately, with KD's injury, it's not going to happen. But yeah, yeah. Some, some good players there. And uh, Vujicic gets himself a nice Hyundai or something. So he, he's yeah, a winner as well. So. Cool. Well, why don't we move on to our last little segment then? Uh, so best upcoming games. Uh, I won again last week, Ben. Um, oh, yeah. The Nets beat the Clippers and the Knicks beat the Kings, which means... And the other games, we picked the same results anyway, so they didn't matter. So, men and I won both of the, the two deciders. And I think the other games, actually, we went two and one on. So, I think I went, f- yeah, four and one on the week, and you went two and two? No, no, sorry, you went one and three. Um, so, I'm six three up now in week, so you really need to start clawing it back. My um, God. But we're going to mix it up this week. So, we're going to do two games again each, and the last is going to be a random game. But we're actually going to start with the random generator game, so... I'm going to do my trick with the mouse and see which game we land on. Uh, <laughs> we're recording a bit earlier this week, so we're only going up to to Wednesday night's games for this. Uh, oh, there we go. We have a game. We have <laughs> a nice, fun game. Uh, we have Wizards versus Grizzlies. Uh, midnight on Wednesday. Who do you think is going to win and why, Ben? 
Um, I'm taking the Wizards on the upswing. Let's no. go. Oh. Uh, I'll give you a chance because I feel bad that I'm beating you every week. So I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. I'm going to go John Morant, getting it done. Nice. Even though I think Bradley Beal has a very good chance to actually win the game. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, why don't you tell us your first selection? Um, Tuesday night, we've got one winner of the week, the Bucks, nice. versus the Denver Nuggets. Nice. Big game. Uh, yeah. Obviously, some all-stars in there. Um and two teams that both need to be racking up some wins at this point in the season. Uh, I think the Bucks come out on top, though. Yeah, I agree. I think they're too good. Uh, they were too good for the Nuggets. The Nuggets have had a good couple of weeks now. They're, they're, they're going at the ranks. But I, I agree with you. I think the Bucks will win. Yeah. Um, cool. My first game actually also includes the Bucks. Uh, Bucks versus Clippers, which is tonight's early game for anyone in the UK. So, eight thirty tip off, I think, which is a really good time. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite to my last game. I'm going to go with the Clippers. Uh, I think Kawhi and Paul George, or George Paul, or Chris Paul, whoever he is. Uh, Sean Paul. Uh, yeah, Sean Paul. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think that they're going to get the win, uh, and they're going to be too strong for the Bucks. Uh, so I'll go with the Clippers. Fortunate. I think the same as well. I like the tactic. Just disagree. Disagree with me as much as you can, and then you might. Yeah. You might, just you hope get... this one game. I'm just going to tie with you on all the other games now, and hope uh, <laughs> the Wizards win. win. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, cool. Well, what's your next game? Um. Uh, choosing between two, I'm going to go with this one. Wednesday. Golden State versus the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, I like this. We've mentioned this game already in the episode. Um, two extremely good point guards. Um, One's a lot better than the other. Golden State are on the upswing. Blazers are on the downswing. Oh, where he goes. He already knows what I'm going to pick. So. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go GSW. <laughs> Oh, he's copying me. I like the tactic. Um, yeah, I would have picked the Warriors anyway. Uh, obviously, everyone knows I love Steph Curry, so and Draymond Green, so I'll go with the Warriors to win that one. But I think it'd be quite close. The Blazers could could definitely do with the win, like we said. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, then. Well, the last game for the week, then we're going to choose from is a t is a game involving a team. You've just done a special on with Jack. Whoa. It's a Pacers game. I've gone with 76ers versus the Pacers Tuesday, twelve o'clock. So another relatively good tip-off time for, for us UK fans. Um, and I think we're going to be having the same result on this one. I'm going to go with 76ers to win. Yeah. I think the Pacers need to bounce back and they, they can win games like this. They often do surprise us, which is why I mean you get their results so wrong. But I just think the 76ers are too good. So I'm going to go with them. Yeah. So it's just the random generator that we're differing on this week. Yeah, we are. So the random generator that is my hat on a mouse <laughs> uh, selected Wizards v Grizz I'm going to go with the Grizz like we said and you're going to go with the Wizards and we're both going to watch that game uh, eagerly to see who wins oh yes cool alright well that is where we're going to leave it like I said we're going to record a bit earlier this week uh, I think we're going to record on Thursday episode will be out Friday uh, and in that episode we're going to talk about the the four days this week that we've got games for talk about how our predictions have gone 
Uh, and then we're going to also predict who's going to win the All-Star game and talk about how different our picks were, which probably very different. <laughs> um, and then we're also going to predict, I think, aren't we, Ben, who's going to win each event for the skills challenge, the three-point and the dunk. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully, yeah, we'll have a bit more information about it all by that point and know for definite who's 100% in what events. So that'll be a nice little episode there. Yeah, we wanted to talk about those all-star events today, but unfortunately they haven't really released any of the the participants yet, apart from Obi Toppin is confirmed, I think, for the dunk contest, but the rest is a bit up in the air. So, so we couldn't do that, but that'll be the plan for, for for next week, and we'll see what happens. I'm actually looking forward to watching the, the dunk contest at halftime. I think it'll be quite fun. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea, kind of break the, the day up a little bit, won't it? It'd be a, it'd be a long night, though, I think. Uh, yes. I'm going to stay up and I did book the Monday off but I've actually cancelled it so I'm just going to I'm going to go all the way through to whatever time it finishes so hopefully it's a fun one <laughs> nice yeah look forward to that definitely um, sign off this week is let us know if you've ever met one of your favourite players in a Whole Foods there we go any sport we'll actually take non-basketball players yeah. as well it was fun there's a and- few Whole Foods in London kicking around so maybe yeah uh, someone's met a footballer or a rugby player and there that's it get your whole food shout outs in (laughs) we live near well we used to live near whole foods but unfortunately it's it's been uh, it's gone bust and they've got rid of it and it uh, emotionally hurt me because that's where i used to go for my lunch at work just a random (laughs) fact so there we go but we're just blabbering on now so let's end the podcast Uh, remember to go follow us at underscore harbour hoops ben's going to put the teams up uh, and the poll up as well for our uh, random generator game Uh, Enjoy the week of NBA and we'll speak to you soon. See you soon.